Good morning and welcome to Radio Veritas. This is the Jesuit Institute Hour and my name is Francis Correa and I'm going to be with you for the next hour. And joining me in the studio today will also be Pamela Moringa. She's going to be a little later on today interviewing Ray White and they're going to be talking about what's going on in the country and in the ruling party and with Jacob Zuma and the whole question of state capture and the Guptas. So they'll be having a bit of discussion about that. Um, this morning, to begin the morning, we're going to be chatting to Father Rampe Lopo from uh, Cape Town. And Rampe and I are going to be talking about the Pope's intention, his prayer intention for May. I know it's the 1st of June. We're just skating in with May. It's been a busy month. And we're going to be talking a little bit about the Pope's prayer intention. And the prayer intention for this month, I'll just read you the summary of it, is really appropriate to us here in South Africa. It's that Christians in Africa... In, in imitation of the merciful Jesus, may give prophetic witness to reconciliation, justice, and peace. So we're just going to be chatting with Father Rampe shortly about why that is important, what the Pope is talking to us about, and why it's relevant to us here today. So good morning, Father Rampe. No, we haven't got him on the line yet. Sorry, I thought we had him. That's okay. The other thing, of course, that we're going to be looking at slightly later in the day uh, in the program is we're going to be looking at Pentecost and the gifting of the Holy Spirit. And that's really, really important as we as we journey this Sunday towards the Sunday's celebration of Pentecost. We're really being asked by the church, by the Lord, to think about the role of the Holy Spirit in our own lives. In the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius, um, one of the things that's, that's very striking is that uh, the retreatant actually never gets to pray the pray Pentecost, and some of the, the theologians who write about that say that that's because we live in the time of Pentecost, that we are Pentecostal people. We are all Pentecostal. I know in the the last hundred and fifty years or so, there's been something about a sense of Pentecostal being a particular kind of Christian, and that's true. It is a denomination or a, an approach to Christianity, but in fact, all of us are called to be Pentecostal in that we are called to be inspired by the Spirit. We are called to be people of faith, living inspired by the First Spirit. And we now have Father Rampe on the line. No, we don't. We seem to have a problem with this. We're looking for him. Okay. We're going to wait for a moment or two. And while we're waiting, we're going to listen to an ad. Good morning, Father Rampe, and welcome to Radio Veritas. Good morning, Francis, and thank you for having me this morning again. It's lovely to speak to you again. Hmm. So this morning we are going to just be chatting a little bit about Pope Francis's intention for May, which was this intention that as Christians we really um, should be giving prophetic witness to reconciliation, justice and peace, those of us who are in Africa, and really an invitation for the world, I think, to pray for that for us. This sounds like quite. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's interesting that he's selected this particular continent, our continent. Do you want to talk just a little bit about what you think the Pope is is thinking and why he's asking for this in particular at this time, Father Rampe? Yeah, um, I think the Africa has been experiencing a lot of challenges uh, in, in 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 many years, and I think. Uh, it, it, it's time it's given its uh, the necessary attention 
because you know it, when 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 you listen to the or you watch the the video that the the Pope uh, accompanies the Pope's intention for the month of May, he he says you no know, Africa is more than just its great uh, uh, natural richness, mm. and I think those natural uh, resources that Africa has, which makes it a rich continent, including its people and their diversity. Somehow, they have become a curse instead of a blessing. He he talks about the greed, the war, the poverty, the suffering of the people of Africa. And it has been suffering, Africa as a continent has been suffering precisely because of those things. So we, we haven't managed as it were, uh, to, to use the, 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 the Catholic social teaching, to, to strive for the common good, because there's enough for all of us. But greed has led to the wars, which have led to poverty and, and the suffering of the people. So it needs a particular attention. And Africa, it has been, it, it has been a, a, a largely a, a Christian country. I mean, you look at countries like Burundi and Rwanda, which were at some point more than 90% Catholic. Mm. Uh, But horrific, horrific stories are told about those countries. So it means as Christians, we have have not been very prophetic as we should be. Because we, in numbers, when you look at the numbers alone, you have so many Christians in, 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 in the continent, so many Catholics in the continent, but somehow we haven't managed to, to be prophetic as, as the Pope invites us to be prophetic. So it's really interesting when you say that. The, the, the quote that comes to my mind is that lovely quote by Archbishop Tutu. I, I don't know if you know it, but he said, he said once, um, on Africa, Christianity is continent-wide, but only two centimeters deep. Exactly. You see, and and now the question is, why is all or why are all these wrong things happening in the continent when we have so much influence of Christianity? Mm. And I think the other question that we can ask is, besides being prophetic, is that have we really come to believe what we claim to be uh, that is uh, Christians? Have we really come to believe our faith and? To uh, uh, add to put our faith into practice as as, as Christians or as, as Catholics. Hmm. It's, it's it's making me think, Father Ampere, a bit about that impetus to action. That that uh, that being Christian, being Catholic, is not a call to going to mass or saying the rosary, although those are important. But that unless we, you know, in Jesus's words, pick up our cross and follow Him, unless we act somehow we are not really living in the fullness of what it is to be Christian. That, that is true. And, and if, if you look at the, the life of Jesus himself, it was not just the life of somebody who, 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 who believed or, or, or who, who preached. He, he did certain things. He healed the sick. He, he made him, he, he challenged the establishment, which seemed to be unjust. So he, he wasn't just preaching the gospel or going to a quiet place and praying, but mm-hmm. he he had some things that he was doing in his life which proved, which seemed to be prophetic as it were, and somehow he was evangelizing 
not only by words but also by action, you know, uh, by being merciful and fighting for justice and, and, and for peace. So we, we haven't maybe managed to emulate to emulate those actions of, of Jesus, the one that we claim to follow. And that's why I think our, our continent is, is in such a, a big problem, uh, you know. I mean, the number of wars that has been going on in the continent. And, and one wonders, is this really a continent full of believers? And there's something, I, I like his use of the word fratricide, actually, when he talks about the wars in Africa, that sense of these are not, these are not wars outside of Africa. These are fraternal in that they are between people who should be behaving as brothers and sisters, and instead there is, there is such animosity and such violence. And I think, yeah, that's that, that's a very important point, I think, that one. Because let's say, for example, if we take the Rwanda genocide, yeah. which could be a, a good example for us now. I mean, when the genocide happened, I think Rwanda, it is said that it was more than 90% Catholic, more than 90% Christian. Yeah. And not only was it Christian, they were also... a. a Brothers and sisters, as it were, you know. Uh, 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 uh. So you have people who were killing each other, who were praying, who used to pray together in the same churches, who used to go to, to mass together. But then, because of this political uh, warfare, this greed, they stopped seeing each other as, as brothers and sisters. They stopped seeing each other as one who is carrying the image of God. And, and, and you know, somehow they lost the plot, as it were. And, and uh, so their faith they just ran away, and, 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 and they, they decided to kill each other. So that thing, that horrific act of, of the Rwanda genocide happens amongst people who used to pray together on, 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 on Sundays or even during the week when they went to us. And I think it comes back to that point that you said earlier on when you say, you know, it's not only about going to Mass on Sunday. It's, it's more than that. Yeah, that there's, there's a call for a real, a living the gospel. Yes, and, and if, if, if you look at Evangelic Gaudium, I, I think the Pope, uh, Pope Francis brings that out, uh, brings that out clearly. He said, you know, we, we are all called to be evangelizers, not, not, not only by word, but even our lives should be evangelizing. And so uh, that's why I was I was asking myself uh, whether have we really come to believe? Because if we have come really to come to believe, our lives should show that we these people are a different kind of people. Because we would be merciful like Jesus. We would be working for reconciliation. We would be working for justice and for peace. And these are the things that uh, Pope Francis brings out in in his. Uh, main intentions for Africa. These are the things that we Christians in Africa should be working towards. Mm. And we, we haven't quite succeeded in that area. Mm. And that is a challenge that is facing us as, as Christians and as, as, as Catholics. Yeah, I hear that very clearly. As, you, as you're saying that, I'm thinking about our own context here in South Africa and just what's going on in the news at the moment. And you know, you, you're talking earlier about greed and about um, 
really the natural resource curse, uh, which I've, I've I've heard that phrase before, the, the the curse of natural resources, where where the striving for for wealth becomes more important than the people of a country. And I just wonder, given what we're hearing at the moment about our own leadership, our own government, um, what do we as ordinary Catholics, as ordinary Christians, what would you say to us? If you were preaching this morning to anyone who's listening, what would it be that you would say to us South Africans here in this context now that we should be thinking about, praying about, and particularly maybe doing? I think uh, there is a lot of, uh, I mean, there are a lot of challenges that are facing us as, as Catholics uh, today in South Africa. I mean, firstly, I think the, the important thing of, of, of the conscience, you know, one, uh, it, was, it was a big debate on the news just recently about, you know, people using their conscience, uh, especially when we're talking about parliamentarians and how they vote in parliament. Mm-hmm. I think we have managed to a large extent to kill our conscience or not to allow our conscience to help us make certain decisions. And we, we have, we have uh, allowed this, uh, what, what some people have called the sheep mentality, you know, uh, to, to, be, to be the rule of the day where we just follow others or we do as others and we are afraid to be, to use hopes with, to be prophetic. Mm. <laughs> Because now, when 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 one says, "Okay, this is wrong, and I will not partake in this," obviously you stick out like a sore thumb today in South Africa, yeah. and there's a fear of persecution. I mean, not physical persecution, but you know, uh, uh, you get criticized, you get uh, called certain names, you know. And I think there's that fear. We we have to be prophetic, and. If we believe, I think if, if we believe, if we allow our conscience to, to, to guide us and we believe that we, we are not alone in this. But, you know, the Sunday's Gospel, this past Sunday's Gospel and we, from Matthew, when, when, when Christ commissioned his disciples to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the, in the name of the Trinity and, uh, and, and going on to teach people his commands. And he says, I am with you to the end of age. Mm. So I think we seem to forget that we have a companion, and a, a, a faithful companion. Even though we stick out like so dumb and we are criticized, if we have this companion on our side, nothing, nothing can destroy us. So there is that fear. We have become cowards. That, that maybe to, to, to use a... a the word a coward would, would be would be very descriptive of how we as Christians have become in South Africa today. We are afraid to speak out against what is wrong. And as you know, and you, I'm sure you've heard the phrase, that evil or bad things, they flourish when good people do nothing, yeah. say nothing. So we are in that state in South Africa where too many good people have kept quiet and allowed the best things to unfold and to grow and to, mul- to multiply exponentially. Mm. That's, this, that's our situation. We haven't been prophetic enough as, as Christians, and we are afraid of the persecution that may come up. So when Jesus talks about, pick up your cross and follow me, these are the kind of things that, the crosses that we, 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 we are uh, challenged to, 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 to carry in, in, in this journey.
these crosses of persecution and, and criticisms are part of our faith, our faith journey towards the Lord or following the Lord. So we have become cowards. That's, that's my, my first point, I think. And secondly, we, we, we tend to forget that our church, it teaches us. There are so many teachings about, you know, especially the question of human rights and human dignity. We forget that human rights, when we talk about human rights, it's not a, it's not a legal concept. Yeah? Human rights, it's, I think it has a lot to do with our faith because mm-hmm. it's based on the image of God. It's based on the fact that we are created in the image of God. And so the concept of human rights, it's closely linked to that image of God. And so by protecting human rights, we are essentially protecting that image of God in each one of us. So we have to remember that as well. So our being prophetic is essentially protecting the image of God in each one of us because the image of God demands that everybody lives in dignity. Well, Rampe, thank you very much. That's uh, very helpful, just breaking open the Pope's papal intention for May. And uh, we hope to chat to you soon next time about the papal intention for June, I hope. so. Thank you very much, Francis. Yeah. And, and have a blessed day. You too. God bless. Thank you.